This is the Plan Simple Podcast. The one for you, my dear, the woman who wears so many hats. We both know how many people in your life benefit when you're at your best. What would happen if you were to ditch overwhelm and wear all those hats with ease? I'm going to share how simple this can be. We will dive into how to make health, family, home, spirituality, productivity, and entrepreneurship more easeful. Incredible friends and guests will come by for inspirational conversations, valuable shares, and real strategies so you can plan for your best life. My name is Mia Moran. I'm a mother of three, a wife, an entrepreneur, a coach, and your host. I wear a lot of hats, and I am committed to leading a balanced life and sharing all that I have learned and am learning with you. You're ready? Let's flow. Hey, welcome to this episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. I'm so excited to be here with you today, and I'm really excited that we both get to talk with the amazing Beryl Young. So I asked Beryl on the show for a number of reasons. Number one, her focus in life, her life's purpose and work is that she's a creativity coach, and she supports women in finding greater productivity through sparks of creative self-care. Don't you love that? Oh my gosh, I'm really excited. And also, she was diagnosed at age 40 with ADHD, and she really realized how much creativity helped her really harness her neurodivergent traits and really thrive throughout her life. So her work is around helping others do the same. And she also is an entrepreneur. I met her years ago, actually, Megan, who runs focus sessions. They're not our focus sessions, they're her focus sessions. Megan, who runs focus sessions that we enroll everybody who's in Flow 365 in. We were in a group all together many years ago. So I've known Beryl for a long time. I've seen her journey. And it piqued my interest because during the pandemic, she actually left entrepreneurship and decided to find a full-time job. And now she's coming back into coaching as a side project. I think in the industry, sometimes we call it a side hustle. And it was just really interesting. I wanted to hear that story. I feel like a lot of times we can hide in that moment. And I love hearing a variety of stories for how, as women, we can create wholeness in our lives. And for Beryl, a big part of her wholeness is being able to have an income she can depend on and also use her creativity. So she'll explain even how now that her job is working for a whole bunch of accountants, how she still can harness her creativity. So this conversation is fascinating for me. I love that her work incorporates creativity and productivity. And so I can't wait to get her on the podcast. But before we do that, I have two announcements. So number one, this is really exciting. This is about both of the announcements. <laughs> but as you all know, we run our signature program. It's called Flow 365. And it's so amazing to watch women step into a year of really having their back. So Flow 365 is a year and it's about stepping into the work you want to do, the health you want to have, the mother you want to be, 
the home that you're trying to make, all the different parts, the creativity that you're trying to foster, all the different parts of you, and giving yourself a year to learn how to plan and follow through in a different way than maybe you've been taught in the past with so much loving support as you go. And I'm pretty solid on the fact that this should be a year. There's times where we go back and forth and we've like a few years ago, we let people in for 90 days, but the result really does take a year to cultivate. It takes going through all the seasons and understanding, okay, how do I eat well in this season? Okay, great. Like somebody just passed away or it's a big season at work or the kids are in this particular season, and it's feeling to pull me away from home or from work, or like you have all these seasons, like the physical seasons of the year, different seasons of life, like recovery from surgery, all the things. And we need to learn how to do all the things in different seasons and how to bring a lot more being into the whole equation. So it just takes a year. And the patience to allow change to take a year, I think is a really important skill set that we help develop in flow. And many women elect to stay multiple years. So a lot of women get amazing results in year one, and then goals shift and change. And there's new goals and new things that want to be brought into life. And so it's like a spiral, right? We keep going. And so I'm passionate about the year thing. And I also realize that that's a big chunk of time to step into when you're just getting to know us, or you're not sure like how to give us a year, or you're not sure what this whole thing is about being held accountable for things that you're trying to do. So I had two ideas recently talk about creative things running, and we now have the capacity to be able to pull off these ideas, which I'm super grateful for. And so we have two things that are coming up that are less than a year. In fact, they're six weeks and they're coming up quickly. So if you want to jump in, I would 100% love to have you and we're starting soon. So the first one is the first one to start and it's about following through for your health. So we recently ran a one-week challenge. Is that the right thing to say? A one-week experience where we made a fall health plan. Some people followed through. Some people didn't. Whether you did or not, the six-week container could be for you. But we're basically going to be there for a group of women who really want to follow through on health and wellness goals this fall, no matter how busy life feels. And we've come up with this format, which I'm so excited about, for really holding everyone accountable. And it has to do with daily accountability. Daily accountability for just 15 minutes, but 15 minutes of daily accountability so that you can really ensure that Yes, maybe you take a day off because you're not feeling well, or maybe you feel guilty about that, right? So you're having support no matter what's happening. Or maybe there's a day where it's like you really want to meal prep and do your walk and do weights, and you might not have given yourself that ability to do that with work and family and home and all the things before. And so you're going to show up and by showing up and really stepping into what it is that you want to do or who you want to become every day, so much shifts. So we have this format for 15 minutes a day. We're really going to hold your hand. We also have like discussion forum that's open the whole time. So you can really have support at any part and any day. And then every week, we're going to plan for the next week and really pull these goals forward and really get clear about how our wellness and health goals fit into our whole life, because that's a really important practice to get under our belts. So 
we're just going to hold everyone accountable. And before we kick off with any accountability, I'm going to personally go over everyone's goals and make sure that they're in alignment with them and that the goals are motivating. We're going to have lots of conversations in the first week to make sure that that happens. So the time to sign up for this is now. We start right at the beginning of September. So if you're interested, I think both links on our homepage, plansimple.com, we would love to have you. We've tried to make this as affordable as possible so you can really get a taste of what six weeks is. And if you love the experience, then at the end, we will give you a special deal for getting into flow. So you don't have to do that. You can just do the six weeks experience and there'll be no pressure. But just in case you've been thinking about flow and you're not sure, then just know that part of what you invest in now can be applied at the end. So that's the first experience. It's around our health and wellness in a busy season. The second thing that we're doing, and this feels super niche, but so exciting. So if you know anyone, send them our way, is one of the things that I noticed is that when my first went away to college last year, it hit me in a way that I did not understand. And we've been leading mother circles for a long time. We've led our course, Easeful Motherhood. We've had gathered groups of mothers of teens, but I've never specifically zeroed in on this exact time in a mother's life, which is when our kiddos go off, whether it's you have one going off to college for the first time, the second time, the third time, or multiples are going off, or it's your first year alone. I personally have two going off and one still home. So it's not like home has to be empty, but you're releasing humans that have been in your house into the world in some fashion. And that can take a lot of time to process that we didn't really realize. And so I noticed this last year. And so what we're going to do is we're just going to create this six-week container, not just, it's going to be amazing, this six-week container where every Friday we get together for 90 minutes. It's going to be the most supportive group of women on the planet. We're really going to be with all the things that are happening. And the goal is to allow ourselves to be with all the emotions, the sadness on one side, like the emptiness, but also many of us have been waiting for this moment of freedom (laughs) for many years. And so we're going to be with both those things and allow ourselves to become the next version of ourselves over the course of this six weeks, really step into who we're wanting to become. And I can say from somebody who's been through this before and who coaches a lot of women who sometimes are years after this moment, it's easy to get lost right now. And it's easy to not allow ourselves to shift and change and evolve in the way that this moment is calling us to do. So I'm super excited for this container. It's going to be a small group of women being super supportive. Like I imagine, I imagine in both these six week containers, everyone's going to make friends for life, which is what happens in Flow 365 as well. But yes, I'm really excited. And women from Flow 365 are going to, who want to tend to either of these two things are also going to step into these circles. So if either of those speak to you and you've been wanting to work with us for a long time, I This is kind of an experiment I'm running. I have no idea if we're ever going to offer anything for six weeks again, but here we are. And so if you're wanting to either focus on your health or you're in this situation where you're releasing kiddos into the world and feeling either the emptiness or the excitement and probably a lot of both, come join us. All right. 
So I think those are my announcements for today. And so pretty much with no further ado, let's get the amazing barrel on the show and dive into adding a little bit more creativity into our daily lives. Hello, Beryl. Welcome to the Plan Simple Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to be here. And everyone will definitely, if you hear this, have to go check out the Instagram post because Beryl is wearing all of our brand colors and it's looking so cute. Even her hair is our brand colors, which I'm like, could I do that? Could I pull it off? Have hot pink hair? So cute. Color um, is my thing. So oh my gosh. <laughs> I had to come I for the occasion. <laughs> I love it. So let's start off by just telling everyone what you're balancing. So what are the things that you balance in your life? Oh, I am balancing all the things. <laughs> I know, so, right? What are all your things? <laughs> I know. I will start with the fact that I am a mom. I'm a mom to one. She is 12 going on 20. <laughs> but yeah, we are about to hit 13 teenager full force. So any parents of teenagers, I'm sure that's all I need to say about that. I am a part-time entrepreneur, but I used to be a full-time entrepreneur. So mm -hmm. I'm making a comeback with a business that I took a break from during, I would say during slash after COVID-ish yep. times. And I work full-time. So I am a webinar moderator and marketing specialist for a continuing ed company for accountants called CPA Academy. Oh my gosh, so fun. I mean, I don't know. Accountants don't sound fun to me, but so fun. So fun that you're balancing all those things and doing it and, you know, like fully showing up. I love it. And you sound so calm. So it sounds like you actually are balancing these things. I feel very out of practice. Like this is my first time like showing up as, you know, me and my creativity and my business in probably about two years, like publicly. Oh my gosh. Like well, this I'm besides so like social here. media and my audience. Yeah. So yeah, I'm like, hopefully I have all the right things, the okay yeah. things to say. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes, of course, because it's all from lived experience. So tell me about, so one of the reasons that I was like, yes, oh my gosh, you have to come on the show is because there's always a lot of chatter when you run a program about productivity that, oh my gosh, I just am too creative to be productive, or mm -hmm. I just have ADHD and I don't know this is ever going to work for me. And we have so many strategies, but also... As somebody who this is your thing that you help people with ADHD, right? Is that, do you call that your thing? Creativity. Yeah. Creativity yes. for specifically. Yeah. So like, what are some of your, like, let's just get into it. Like, let's talk about creativity and how that affects how we show up to all the things and yeah, it's how maybe we don't always let it in when we need to. And just, let's just start talking about creativity. I'm going to backtrack because I'm a little bit of okay. a storyteller. So I want to talk about how I got to the place of kind of creativity as self-care and creativity to support ADHD. Yeah, because it's not where my business started. But I think what you're asking for around the like, oh, planning is so hard for me as a creative. My lived experience and my story are sort of why I pivoted to this place. Yep. Because I started my business like back 2010, 2011. And I actually kind of showed so if I'm up doing with math. The, that meant you basically had a toddler slash baby. Yeah. My daughter was born in 2010. So, and I went full time with my business when she was three. So Got I it. was 
home with her balancing entrepreneurship and a toddler. That was fun. <laughs> but no, that I started my business with this spark of wanting to teach photography to women and moms. I was a teacher by trade. I was in public education before I had my business. And so teaching was a passion of mine and photography was a passion of mine. So I'm like, let me stick them together and I'll offer classes. And I offered them locally and I offered them online. I don't have to like go through that whole story, but that's what my business foundation was based on. And then, you know, I had coaches and mentors being like, okay, you've got traction here. Let's double down. Let's keep doing this. And I was like, but people are asking me for coaching and people love to do this thing. And they tell me that I'm great at offering retreats and different experiences online. So I just started adding different courses and offerings and it was great. My creative brain needed that. It needed that freedom and flexibility to explore. I ultimately do think that it was the thing because I wanted to do all the things and I wanted to do them well. I put my business aside. I went through a big period of burnout because I stopped getting traction because I kind of muddled what the message was. Yeah. And so I had to then figure out like, I like to say it's not too late to reinvent yourself at any yeah. time, but I had to figure out what that reinvention looked like. So I like to support women in realizing that creativity isn't just art. It's not just fun crafts or photography. Creativity is learning to step outside the box and create in different ways. And so that's really where it shows up for me now is that, oh yeah, I can create structure and I can do it while still maintaining this level of freedom and flexibility and what I'm offering when. Yeah. And it's interesting because I think that's a really important, that piece of all the things all at once. I mean, we work with that a lot in our programs but like, what advice would your now self have given your then self, like in order to stay creative, like stay in that creativity, but maybe not have to do all the things, which is probably in the end, what maybe burned you out? Does that yeah, feel true? That is true that it was like all the things. I think I had a really hard time letting certain things go. And to some yeah. extent, I still have a hard time letting things go, but I couldn't really connect the dots from point A to point B of going, oh, maybe I'm done with photography for now and I need to double down and start talking about creativity more or start yeah. putting myself in front of different sets of faces. And I don't think I gave myself that space for that transition or, you know, I think there was also the mental load I was carrying of like, oh, I'm doing this thing. This is fun. But then there's still this thing over here that I need to give time to. Like I need to offer a photography class because somebody's asking for that, even if it's yes. not the thing that was lighting me up in the moment. Yes. And so I couldn't create that container of structure because yeah. it was constantly overflowing. Yeah, that's yeah. a really good visual, I think, of that. Yeah, being able to create, because I think we can be creative with structure. I mean, I feel like that's how I live. But when it's overflowing <laughs> and it's like not you because you're listening just to everybody around you, it's hard. It's yeah. really hard. I like to, and to your point of like, there can be creativity and structure. There can be. Yeah. I think I had to go to a place where I'm like, okay, I need to know intuitively what my rhythms are during the day. When yeah. do I work the best? And what am I going to do at different times during the day? We haven't gotten much into my ADHD story, but I was diagnosed with ADHD later in life at age 40. Okay. Wow. <laughs> and so I, I guess 
a lot lately. What do you think about that? Like a lot. I have so many thoughts around that. I feel like this could be like a total uh, side (laughs) tangent of the podcast. So I was diagnosed after my child was diagnosed. I noticed it in my daughter before I put all the pieces together. And has the diagnosis been helpful to you? Yes and no. I am a total open book. I am medicated. So the medicine does help. Okay. I noticed immediately when I started the medication that I was on that, you know, I talking about holding space for all those thoughts and wanting to do all the things all at once. I was like, oh, I can go over here and do this thing and compartmentalize it. And then I can go over here and do this thing. And then I can go over here and do this thing. And I was like, oh, that has not been a space that I've lived in ever. Interesting. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So that was really, really a positive out of the diagnosis. I do think there's been a lot in the media lately about, you know, all over social media, all over the news. I read a book about females with ADHD and how we fall under the radar because we're not always those hyperactive boys that we knew. Like when I was in elementary school, that was who was getting diagnosed with ADHD. I liked school. I could hyper-focus on school. I got good grades. I could fall under the radar of ADHD. It wasn't until I ran my own business. I do wonder just with the, and I'm not a doctor, I'm not a researcher, but like with the prevalence of social media, of technology, of, you know, more neurodivergence showing up, like we know more about all these neurodivergent traits. I just wonder if our brains are starting to shift in a certain way. And, you know, I think there's a little bit of we know more so we can do better and we can diagnose people that maybe fell under the radar. And the way we show up and live and work is changing too. And yes. so, yeah, I think. Yeah. So it all feeds into each other. It I, all feeds I into totally each other. agree. Yeah. I feel like a whole bunch of people in our group as we're having this conversation are doing like media detox. And it's like on day two, everyone's like, holy moly, it's so hard not to pick up my phone. But like all of a sudden, like it's a really quick, it's mm-hmm. not like a juice detox where you like lose. It's like a really quick reset. When you're not having like scrolling all the time and checking things, it's really interesting. Yeah. We got hacked a few weeks ago. And so I had to change everything, like every password. And it was the biggest pain in my (laughs) like creative brain. And luckily I had a little bit of support, but I never like I got it all done so that like my team could do things and like we could actually read emails and we could actually serve our customers and all the things. But I never got to the point where I put all the passwords in my phone again. Like, so I haven't been able to check email on my phone in like three weeks. And I'm like, I don't think I ever am. Like, I think I'm just going to delete the app because I'm like, oh my gosh, how many times a day do I like unconsciously, like I can really notice now because I can't get to it. So how many times a day I unconsciously like click the mail thing and like open it to see that I can't open it because I should know by now. And like how many times I would have just been in there for like a half hour or an hour When I don't even like, I'm not even supposed to be doing that right then. It was just so interesting. Blessing in disguise. (laughs) I know. I love them. I love them. But I interrupted you. So keep going. No, I was going to say, (laughs) I also sometimes wonder with this, you know, ADHD, like, because I've been hearing it too. Like, oh, I just got diagnosed. If those of us that are in these creative entrepreneurial spaces ended up here and we're all just sort of finding each other (laughs) and realizing that we have these similarities and this is why, because we fall into this neurodivergent spectrum in some way. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Because then I do have 
non-ADHD friends that I'm like, how are you able to do that and be so structured and do this, that, or the other? Yeah. I'm like, oh, it's not everybody. Because <laughs> sometimes yeah. I think it's everybody around. Yeah. We're all just the no, same. But yes, exactly. But there's definitely a lot of multi-passionate energy in the entrepreneur world. Yes. So tell me about, let's go back to creativity because, well, in my brain, I'm making up this story about like, well, how can such a creative person be in a company with accountants <laughs> for two years? <laughs> I laugh and because I tell every presenter that I work with that comes onto our platform, I'm like, I'm bringing the brightness and color and creativity <laughs> to the accounting world. And most of them are like, we need you. Oh my so. God. I love it. You're doing this work, but like, I'm assuming that like the work, is it creative to you? The work itself? Or a little? It, a little bit. So okay. yeah, when I first decided that I needed to go back to full-time work, mm -hmm. I was very picky about my job search because I was spoiled mm -hmm. as an entrepreneur, being able mm -hmm. to have my schedule and plan my days. And I was able to balance things in a different way and it worked for a while. And it was actually, you know, without taking us down another side tangent, as I like to do with my ADHD brain. It was the pandemic, really, that I had to give my all to my kid. I homeschooled for a year that I couldn't yep. give what I needed to to my business. And so I was yep. like, I need financial stability in a different way. I do tend to go through that seven-year cycle of, you know, yep. I was in education for seven to 10 years. Then I was an entrepreneur for seven to 10 years. It was time for a change in how yep. I showed up. And it took me about eight or nine months to find the right job for several reasons. But as soon as I interviewed with my now supervisor, I knew I was like, this is the place that I need to be because behind the scenes, the people that I work with were a small company. We are about 12 to 15 of us. It's very like startup energy. There are a lot of creatives on the team I work with. Like one of my team members is a former Radio City Rocket that went back to work full time. Oh my God, so fun. Um, yeah, there's just a bunch of really fun women that I work with on my team. There's guys too, but it's been, it's the people that make my day really, really positive. And then I'm not doing accounting work. I'm not behind a desk crunching numbers all day. We run courses, like my background is in education. So it's kind of cool because in my business, I used to be the one teaching the courses, getting on the webinar software, leading the online class. Now I get to be the one producing it behind the scenes. So I'm on camera, I'm introducing the guest, and then I just get to sit back and relax and like learn and listen. And then I wear many hats. It's great for my creative brain because I'll do that, that for an hour. And then they realized that with my entrepreneurial skills, they're like, oh, you do marketing too. We need people to support the marketing at the company. So now I do that for about half my day too. So I'm amazing. Yeah. I'm producing our video. We call them video podcast newsletter episodes. I get to fill our social media calendar. So there's a lot of creative time that goes into my job. Not every minute of every day is creative. I have reports to run and emails to send, but what business doesn't have you yeah. know, those very <laughs> yeah, boring yeah, yeah. tasks too. Oh, I love uh, that. I love yeah. that. And so if that's filled somewhat in your work, tell me about, because I feel like what happens is actually whether we're entrepreneurs or not, but we're working women and we have 
children. Some of us who have children also have parents that may need more attention than others. When we get to that phase, we're usually running our homes, right? And like, there's like, feels like there's a level of responsibility around home. And then, you know, our audience that is maybe similar to you. I don't know if you're in this phase yet because your daughter's a little bit younger, but like, I feel like as we come into teenagers, our hormones are changing ourselves and all of a sudden the body needs to become a focus again too. So we're always sort of balancing all those things around here. And it's funny because I don't know if you know this, but flow, our planning process, the F stands for food and wellness. The L is for lifestyle. The O is for OM slash spirituality. And the W is work. A few years ago, I changed it to work and creativity because like Mm -hmm. not everybody has a paying job. But it's interesting that word creativity really throws some people for a loop. And they're like, you know, well, I really want that. Like I want to be more creative. And it's funny because, you know, we were talking a little about this before we hopped on. I went to art school. So like, and I grew up with a dad who's a painter and like everything about my upbringing and my mothering has been like a creative process. And I forget that not everybody had that. And with all the things I still sometimes need to remember to weave in like my own creativity into the whole like spectrum of things. We teach the things we most need to learn, right? Right. Absolutely. (laughs) So that's why I creativity coach because I run into the same thing. It's like, oh, I need to remind myself because I tend to have workaholic tendencies. So I need to give myself that reminder to go out and have fun and be creative. But I want to step back to what you just said about that word creativity being triggering, because that is definitely a stigma that I'm trying to bust through in this space. And I just had someone new come into our community and she messaged me and was like, I love your Instagram posts. I love everything you're sharing. I used to doodle all the time, but I find creativity so intimidating. And then I asked my audience, how many of you find creativity intimidating? And it was about half and half. Some people come to me like knowing, oh, I was creative or I've been juggling and wearing all these hats, being a mom, working full time, that I've kind of lost sight of my creativity. But some people come into my space and they're like, well, I tried that professional photography group and then was like, nope, I don't do that. So, you know, that's not for me. Like, I think sometimes we get into that comparisonitis trap where it's like, oh, if I'm not producing beautiful art or I'm not taking beautiful photos, then I must not be creative. And yeah, yeah, I want to show people that just the act of creating something is self-care because whenever I sit down and I stop scrolling on my phone and I journal or I go take a photo or I doodle, I'm a terrible drawer. So I just like to doodle (laughs) that I feel better. Even if it's for 10 minutes, we have the 10 minute rule in our community where it's like, if you're feeling overwhelmed or stressed, stop what you're doing, take 10 minutes and do something even if it's like tidying up a corner of your home that's just for you, like setting yourself a creative space, making a playlist of music that inspires you. All of that is creative. And you were talking about your digital detox. It's amazing how quickly just stepping away from that technology, it's like, oh, it's like a reset, the clouds part. Yeah, Yeah, it's interesting because, you know, so as I'm like trying to think through this out loud, but like, you know, because I'm somewhat of a comfortable 
I would say I'm a comfortable creative because I went to art school. And like, for Mm -hmm. me, like making our planner is a creative endeavor, right? Like I'm Mm -hmm. designing how to add more feminine energy into the planning process. Like, so to me, that's like a very creative, like a lot of what I get to do on a daily basis is very creative. And in the past few years, I've also taken up painting, which I haven't done in a long, long time. And I was still feeling creatively depleted a couple years ago. And I was like, this is really interesting. Like, I don't understand why. And I'm also a big fan of the artist way. So I've done morning pages for a long time. And so I knew about artist dates. So I just started like Googling about them and like reading. And I don't even remember if it was a Julia Cameron thing or like, I feel like so many people write about all her stuff now, but somewhere I was reading about how like being creative can just be getting out of your comfort zone. And someone had this whole list of ideas. And one of them was just to like, start walking in a direction for like 15 minutes and just see where you land. And then like, look, and I was like, oh my gosh, like, I was like, I am, I'm always walking in the same direction when I walk out of the house or like going to walk the dog or whatever, like something super practical. Like I would never just like go walk in a different direction and like notice what's there or like go drive to somewhere in nature that I hadn't been by myself. So all of a sudden it was like all this creativity opened and I was like, oh, it's like bigger than just painting and making things for this business or for myself. Like, it's just like, it's bigger than that. It's like putting together a bouquet of flowers, you know, like so many things. Our signature project at Be Young Creative is something called the 100 Steps Project. And it came from my photography days. Like I still, old habits don't die. (laughs) uh, (laughs) Photography is still my main tool. Now it's mostly using the phone and using a fancy camera. But it's that same concept of, okay, if you're feeling stuck creatively, get up, take your phone with you, take a camera with you, walk 100 steps, and then stop and observe and snap a photo. And for those of us that are comfortably creative, it's a fun exercise in how can I make beauty in this random spot that I just stopped in? Or how can I stretch my hundred steps so it puts me exactly where I want to be for my photo? And for those of us that don't really resonate with being a creative, well, we all have phones in our pockets. We're all taking pictures of our life at some point. So it's a very accessible, creative tool to go, oh, yeah, I just created something. <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah. And I got I out of my it. comfort zone. If you're interested, I have a 100 Steps workbook that I can share with your audience. Oh, uh, we would love that. Yeah. We would love um, that. That would be great. We'll put it in the show notes. Perfect. Awesome. So fun. Can we just like backtrack a second to just mm-hmm. why creativity is important? Yeah. That's a big question. <laughs> I know. But like, I just feel like some people, like we probably have a few analytical people listening who are just like, yeah, that feels extra. Because I feel like creativity mm. has always been coined. It's extra, right? It's like you do all the other things. And then if there's extra time, it's even like not even creativity. That's when you like go to a museum or like watch a show or, you know, it's like, yep. it's extra. I say creativity is essential and it's self-care, but it doesn't have to be in an extra way. And I think it's important for the individual to find what creativity is to them. I am married to a very analytical man. He works in accounting, um, (laughs) which is kind of funny, right? And so, you know, he's not typically the one he will, but he's not going to sit down and paint something or 
you know, go draw, but he loves working outside in the yard. So, you know, he'll go out and mow the grass and that is meditation to him. <laughs> I'm like, I'm glad you enjoy that because I do not. Or he'll go out and work on, you know, mulching the flower beds or planting something outside. That's his form of creativity. He's a yeah. runner. I think fitness can be a creative act because you have to figure out what your training plan is. I like to think of creativity just as a way that we solve our problems and we find fulfillment during the day. Yeah, I like that. And do you yeah. feel like there is anything to that part of creativity that's like, I feel like I'm thinking about like exercise as an example, how you can get into a rhythm of like same, 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 same. So like the creative act in that is like getting out of the sameness. Does that resonate or not necessarily? I think for me, because, you know, fitness has been an interesting journey for me, but I have found <laughs> I'm a Peloton person now. So I am on my bike all the time. I had to find what worked for me with fitness because some of it did feel like that same, 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 same. Yeah. And so like, I just, I couldn't run because every day felt the same, but I think the creative part comes in, Ooh, which class am I going to take? And it's once I get into a rhythm on the bike, even though I'm doing the same thing, I found the fitness tool that allows me to get lost in my head. And that's part mm. of the ADHD. That's part of the creative process. It gives me an act of consistency, which is oftentimes hard for me. And it allows me to have that downtime to explore because creativity isn't just the act of doing. You have to also, yep. I think Liz Gilbert talks about this in Big Magic. You have to have that spaciousness to yeah, have that spark hit you and want to like, then go do the next thing that you want to do. Yeah, I love that. And do you have any strategies like for when structure is needed to be mm -hmm. creative? Yes, I am a big fan of journals. And I was telling you, you made one. I made one. I know I was telling you before we got on and I haven't even shared this with my audience yet. Like it's still like closed door secret. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> but this past year, I created a planner. I called it a planner. It was the Cultivate Creativity Planner. I was like, oh, I'm going to have daily pages. It's going to be great. It was the first creative act I'd done for my business in over a year. I took a year-long sabbatical. And it was really exciting to launch that and put it out into the world. And I was making it as much for me as I was for the people that you know still were sticking with me in my business and started the year off strong. And just like, you know, the people that are like, I'm going to exercise or work out this year and then you fall off, I didn't use my planner. And there's been a lot of shame around that of like, oh, I created this thing to help people that are creative and then I don't even use it. Like, oh, so it's led me to ask a lot of questions. And I think creativity is also about questioning and getting curious. Yeah. What's not working? What is working? What lights me up? What excites me? And I realized that structure can still be very open. And what has worked in the past is me just having a blank journal. Well, I don't necessarily always want a blank journal because then I don't know what to put in it. But I'm like, oh, if I make the planner more of a choose your own adventure journal, that's that. going to be a touch point or a touchstone that like, oh, today is a journal day. I need to get in here and I need to try a photography prompt or try one of these squiggle doodles that's in there or find a journaling prompt that resonates today. 
but it doesn't have to be done in order. It doesn't have to be done on this specific day because the planner says that that's how it has to be done. And it doesn't have to be a daily occurrence. It can be there as a, oh yeah, I do this in the morning this month till I feel like I have the next spark of whatever I want to be doing outside of this journal. And then I can return to it when I'm ready again. Oh, I love that. That's cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think sometimes we can get so wrapped up in the idea of perfection as creatives too. Yeah. That it's like, oh, if I can't do this perfectly, then I'm just not going to do it at all. Or I'm yeah. going to drop this project. And I'm trying to find ways that help the comfortable creatives or want to be creatives with letting go of that perfection and just yeah. showing up present and going, what do I need today? And what vehicles yeah. can I, or tools can I put in front of women that allow them to find the touch point that feels exciting for them in the moment. I love that. That's beautiful. And it's funny because I'm thinking like, yeah, that's totally like me. I'm like the creative who needs that, who like is a perfectionist. But then I'm also like the reason that I do what I do is because I was an awful finisher. Like finishing was not my thing. So yes, I was a perfectionist, but like I was like a perfectionist at starting everything and not necessarily at following through with what I really wanted because of course my mind would change before I you know, got done with the first thing. And so that's been an interesting part of it too. I mean, I think both those things go together a little bit. Kind I'm of a terrible finisher also, which is why, yeah, I'm like, okay, but the journal, like if it's open-ended, then it's just still there. You can do some of it and then you can put it down. Yeah. It's like having the permission to put down a book that you don't like. Like I had the yeah. hardest time with that for a while. I was like, no, I will finish this book. And then I'm like, no, it's terrible. Why am I going to finish it? Like yes. let go of that perfection. You can put it away. I will also say the interesting thing about transitioning from being an entrepreneur to working full time again is that I've really been able to show up as my true self at work in like with tasks that fall in line with my values. Not every task mm. that I do falls in line with my values, but not being a great finisher. I'm like, oh, I get to run the webinar and then somebody else on our team edits the webinar and puts it where it needs to go or does like yes. the copy editing. And, you know, I wasn't always a solopreneur. Like when you have your own business, you can have a team and hire out some of the things that you're not great at finishing, but I didn't yeah. always have that luxury. So yeah. I almost feel like it's a luxury at my day job sometimes yes. to be like, oh, I don't have to finish this and that's okay. I love that. Yeah. So good. All right. Tell people how to get a hold of, like, where, how do we find you? My, how do we know about oh, this planner when it comes out or the journal when it comes out? Yes, of course. I can be found at beyoungcreative.com and that's beyoungcreative.com. Awesome. Uh, yeah, it's my website. And then on Instagram, one of my big missions is to create more courage in my life, to be able to show up in spaces that maybe I, or for projects that I wouldn't typically or where I feel fear. So I'm creating dot courage on Instagram. Ooh, I love it. So yeah. good. And you've got the cutest hair. So I'm sure it's all amazing over on Instagram. <laughs> Probably a lot of your brand colors over there. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. I love it. All right. Well, is there anything I've missed that you want to close out with? We hit all the pieces. We did. I enjoyed having this conversation with you. Thank yeah, you for me inviting too. me on. Oh, so fun. At the end of every episode, we always share three doable changes so you can take what you've heard and put it into action. Because change 
definitely comes from action. But doable changes are the things that you can really add into your life one at a time to make micro shifts so that action doesn't feel so huge. And what we end up doing is really creating a ripple effect that will create big change over time. So choose one thing that really piques your interest from my conversation with Beryl and let's roll with it. All right. So here are three ideas. Again, I invite you and encourage you to choose one because it really is those little things that add up. So the first thing that we pull from this episode is the 10 minute rule. If you are feeling overwhelmed or stressed, what if you stop what you're doing and take 10 minutes to do something? It could be tidying up a corner of your home that's just for you, setting up a creative space, making a playlist that you love, organizing a corner because that feels really creative. But what could you do in 10 minutes? I love this idea. Okay, number two, own your creativity. So do you get intimidated by the idea of creativity because you don't like the results or because you can't find the time? What if you started noticing how you are creative throughout your days? Like what already exists within you that is creative? Are you creative in your gardening or in planning your workouts? Did you figure out a new way to do something? Did you get out of your comfort zone? Yes, that is creativity. (laughs) When we broaden our lens and see creativity differently, it's so much easier to see ourselves as creative and make room for more creativity in our lives. So this one is really about owning our creativity and seeing ourselves as creative people, even if we've been told our whole lives that we're like analytical or we haven't practiced our creative muscles in a long time. All right, number three, put structure around your creativity. Y'all know I love this one. So sometimes it feels like structure or planning and creativity don't mix. I hope we convinced you otherwise on this episode. But what you could do is try putting some open structure around your creativity. So build in some what we call, I'm putting in quotes right now that you can't see, white time into your calendar or golden time into your calendar. Use your journal prompt or a challenge to make you do something like Beryl mentioned, and you can go download it. She has a hundred step project. So focus on the doing, not the result. So focus on the doing of the creativity of being in the creativity rather than I'm going to go paint a painting or I'm going to make this thing or I'm going to do this thing. Like focus on actually showing up to the creativity because you've created this container of time to go be creative. And I can tell you as a creative who I actually even went to art school as a creative, Part of the creative process is being in the frustration. I remind my kids of this literally all the time. It's like a big part of the process. And then there's this breakthrough. And then there are this like waterfall of ideas that we could never get to without that frustration. But that needs space. It needs that container again. So you're focusing on the doing, not the result. I love these three doable changes. I hope that... You all infuse some extra creativity into your lives 
this fall, no matter what you think of yourself right now, I hope we all can have this little piece of ourselves that we get to know is truly creative. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you know a woman who wants a little more simple and a lot more flow, share this episode and send them over to the Plan Simple website to download our free course. And if you can find a five minute window today between meetings in the carpool line while you're eating your lunch, head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. This one action plays such a big part in helping other women find us. And I have so much gratitude for you in advance. So thank you so much. Until next week, dream big, plan from your heart and have a great day. 